0: Hey, MAPS Anywhere. Hey, the, the MAPS program where you don't need any equipment. You can just use your body, uh, maybe some bands, maybe a stick, but you don't really need anything. You
1: mean I can use my own body you can to use, make myself better?
0: You can. What? Uh, it's excellent workout programming. You could do it at home. Fantastical. You could do it anywhere. You could do it in between your workouts. Uh, great, get great connectivity in with your body. It's half off right now, 50% off. The price is Half off. People are taking advantage of this, this because they want it this month only, or you can get it for free if you enroll in our Cadillac RGB bundle, which is nine months of exercise programming. Again, maps anywhere, fifty percent off, or get it for free if you enroll in the RGB bundle. You can find all of this at mindpumpmedia.com. Dude, we look at this fucking tarantula that fucking
2: ever killed ah! killed at our house. Just at now. your house, yeah, an There's actual I didn't, even, I didn't even know we had tarantulas over here. I didn't think so. God damn it. Oh, that's not cool. Oh, Where the fuck?
0: How did he kill it?
3: I don't know. That's fucking a, a big ass tarantula. In Cambodia, they call that dinner.
0: Yeah. Bro, Seriously, bro. you got to get an exterminator mm-hmm. because tarantulas lay hella eggs and you're about to get infestation. I've been around tarantulas my whole life, bro, so it's not like a no just, big I'm deal just, for I'm me. I used to let them crawl you. over I'm me. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, but I will not be coming in your house anymore. No,
1: <laughs> I'm done. Okay, guys. What are we doing? Giving out some
3: shirts. Hey, let's shirt it up. How many
0: people, Doug? Tell us. 13 reviews. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I can count to 13. The count is here. Hey, listen. Impressive I think people are forgetting how to leave reviews. Tell them how. Because we need more. Tell them how. You think so? Yeah, I think so. You want some shirts? Tell them how. Listen, we give a lot of shirts away. Your chance at winning a free t-shirt is actually pretty good. Here's what you do. It's a purple button. You go to your podcast app on your phone. Search Mind Pump. You have to do this even if you're already subscribed. Click search. Our icon comes up. Click on the icon. And then you'll see a little button at the top that says reviews. Leave a review. If we like it, you'll get a free t-shirt. Who wins t shirts today, Doug? We're giving away four today. Wow. Yeah.
3: Very generous today. That's, that's a lot yeah, of them. We do. That's uh, what would that work out to be? Probably about a thirty percent chance of winning. Something mm, like that. Dang. So four shirts starting with KPH thirteen 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 thirteen. <laughs> okay. Next up, really cool I hope that's guy. A lucky number for that. Not really.
0: We got a really cool guy. Not really. Not really. But not really.
3: Uh, Coop Coop Fit. And Gersten Meyer. All of you are winners. Please send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Mm-hmm. Your shipping address, your shirt size, and we'll get that right out to you.
0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal DiStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. What's that song, Justin? I don't know. Hold, on to, Hold the- on to the night. Dang. The, uh, Hold on to, to the memory. God damn it. Ouch.
2: <laughs> fuck, Adam. It's been a
0: while since I threw me in there. Come on, Stop man. it. You like that? That was like a buzzsaw. <laughs> 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 it's weird. You know what? It, it's almost like... okay. So I skipped my lessons the last two weeks. So I have a obvious, theory. Right? I
2: have a theory, though. I, I thought
1: you were getting better, dude. What the fuck? No, I missed no. that.
2: That's what happens to you. It's no. not like riding a bike, dude. You
1: no.
0: fucking stop for... Uh, I don't think you ever learned how to fucking ride a bike. I have a Sounds theory though. A lot of tea. I, I have a theory. You know how brain FM, the reason why it works is it activates certain parts of the brain and it gets you in these alpha, you know, states or whatever? Yeah, whatever. I think without realizing it, he doesn't even understand that he's doing this. Uh uh-huh. Adam singing activates a part of the brain that is like the primal terrified. You know what I mean? it's like, <laughs> fucking terrifying. You know what I mean? Like- so you hear it. And it's like a, it's like Like, this. Oh
1: god, it's a pterodactyl!
0: Fucking run! Ah! And it just, it's very bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think, I think inadvertently, it's a a skill. Though, this is what I'm thinking. It's a skill. So, Adam, if you ever get caught in a situation where you need, you need to fucking defend yourself. gotta sing your way out. You my way out. Like you're in a dangerous situation. Like shit's about to go down. Just start singing, dude. It'll get them. Because I know it does it to me. It gives me incredible anxiety. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's it's like a it's like a It'll defeating stop blow. Them dead So they're tracks.
2: Yeah, the first reaction would be to just to get ready to fight, right? To defend myself, but I shouldn't do that. I should no. Just, you gotta. Be I'm gonna like, sing
0: my way out of this. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just stop and you just start. That singing. reminds
2: me, of like Zoolander, when they when they're about ready to fight and they're like, "That's it, we're gonna have a walk off." Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a walk off. It's a walk off. <laughs> it's a gasoline
2: fight.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. a walk off.
0: Yeah. No. Nah. So hey, Justin, thanks for the
1: cold. Hey, no, no problem, man. I mean, that's what you get for getting all fuck. up in my business. But we know who's
2: going to get the cold next. Oh, God. yeah, Mr. Immune System over I, there. I, dude. I, <laughs> <I'm> 101. <laughs> Pretty sure it'll be tomorrow. If you guys both have it and we're inside this little cube, I'm sure I'm going to
0: be getting it anytime soon. You so. better, yeah. I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope you don't. Well, what you it's it? the lack of sleep. The and cube. Uh, and hey, for the first time ever, I think in Mind Pump history, we got fucking smashed. Like alcohol smash, dude. We said that we had to do that. We never got drunk together. Can yeah. I just say and how awful it is? Did. Too what? Yeah. That's why I don't do it. Because Bouncing back is tough. Yeah, but while we're drunk, it's a good time, dude. We had a good time. It, it, was, it was a good time. It was. It was. I, Justin told me he loved me for the first I time know. ever. That's <laughs> the only time that would ever happen. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. You know what? Take it in. It was awkward. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he, no. He looks at because you know Justin. That's not how he is. He looks at me. He's like fucking love you, man. He like puts his arm around me. I'm like this is Whoa. This is like. He, how She took a have picture. You oh, you yeah. did take a picture. You asked. You know,
1: people like. And then people, he closes his eyes that, and You're turn that his, guy that's like, oh, I'm
0: documenting the whole thing.
1: Remember <laughs> when you were drunk here, dude? Remember
2: yeah. you were drunk no, yet?
1: I. No, like, I. I, I, I want to make sure. Bitch.
0: I, I want to make sure that I stayed private. That's why I just said yeah. it on the fucking show. You know, yeah. people that have people <laughs> yeah. that have the yeah. gene, yeah. right?
2: The the, people that have the gene, like Justin, Katrina, my girl. Like these people have this. Uh, their whole family can just handle alcohol. And the difference really between people like them and people like me is. When I'm drinking, I'm like having a good time. And then when you kind of go a little more than Paul, you need, then I'm having a really good time. And then just one more after that. And it's like all miserable after that. Then I'm, then I'm nauseous. I'm dizzy. I want to throw up and I just want to go home and go to bed. It's just, it's over. Now people like Justin and like Katrina, they don't have that. They don't get sick. They they just, they don't have this like. We're on uh, a professional level. Yeah. That's what you (laughs) you tell yourself. It gets out of my hands though. They don't get sick, dude. They just don't. Get they don't have that. Uh, I think Justin
0: was like twelve doubles deep, and yep. he was just like and it, it, and you got to be careful with that because then it goes dark. It didn't go dark though, Justin. Don't uh, worry. Was, I was flirting with that. Yeah, no, he was close. no, you were just you All were right. cool. No, you were totally cool. Right. You were totally adorable. Loved everybody. Uh, a little inappropriate but that's not different than normal Bro, right that's just I'm how you always are always inappropriate you broke one thing one thing on damn my... that's right I did. did
2: you I looked over at, at Sal and Doug at one point and I said listen uh, Justin's getting to that point so just keep an eye on him they're like what do you mean he's being fine he's being fine I said yeah no no he's fine just, he's just he's there So <laughs> like just Adam's seen the signs yes I said yeah. so just keep, just he, keep an eye knows. on him and Aubrey was coming over and talking to us and, Aubrey, and Justin was like so drunk and excited Just Aubrey would say like two words and Justin would just talk right over him which <laughs> is the opposite of how Justin is because yes. he's so used to like Waiting, felt, jumping inside. Yeah. Are we be saying them? Just be like, rah, rah, right over the top. Of them. And then Aubrey would talk again? Be, and I'm like, oh god, dude. Like, <laughs> our boy don't even know right now. He's just out how, on one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. every fucking second I don't of care. it. Uh, no, it was a good night, dude, for sure. No, but, we
0: had a good time. We did, uh, and then we did the live, uh, the live cast on the forum, and we were drinking when we were doing. That's when we started drinking. And, uh, but we had a good time with the live cast. We were, going, you know, talking to the, to the forum members and stuff. Austin was a great, great town, man. I could live there. It's a great town. I could live there. It was fun. I could live fun there. Place. I love, I love, uh, attractive people. Yeah. And attractive I, people everywhere. Uh, yeah. It's a good looking town. It it's is. A, it's a good looking
2: town. It's youthful fit. Very cool looking, yeah. uh, downtown, a city. The homes are beautiful. You can get a lot of, you can get a lot of home out there. Um, I thought uh, it's very fit too, a, a very fit.
1: Community. Oh, that's what I'm saying. There's like, a lot
0: of activities going on. That's what I'm saying. Like everywhere you went, it was like good-looking, uh, fit people. It was pretty, pretty interesting. The character of the town is cool too. Here's one thing I want to know: why this is like this over there? I saw a lot of places that were, or a lot of restaurants, I should say, that were these trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all all the best ones, like food yeah. trucks and trailers. Food trucks and trailers. In and trailers. fact, every single one we got recommended to go to, like if you come to San Jose. And someone says you got to go eat at this fucking place. It's the greatest place ever. Yeah. You're gonna go to a restaurant, and it's yeah. gonna be like a nice restaurant with all. If some, if you're in Austin and everybody's like, you got to go eat at this place. It's gonna be a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was weird because everybody was raving about this barbecue. It is weird. But everybody was like, you need, worked. you need to go to La Barbecue or Franklin's or I think it was the other one. You have to go check out these this barbecue. It's the fucking best barbecue. So I expected fully to go to a restaurant. Yeah, so did I. We drive up, and it's a trailer It's a fuck- with a long-ass line. They literally yeah. hand you your meat in your hand. Oh, by the way. Like you can you put your hands beer. out there, and they're like, <laughs> yeah.
2: they just drop your brisket yeah. in your hand. Yeah, they, don't, <laughs> yeah. you get, they don't give you plates. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, dude, <laughs> it's, we
1: went to a liquor store, and they're like, hey, you want a, a shot of whiskey? I'm like, Pff yeah there's a bear shit in the
2: woods like this yeah. is awesome yeah, let's do this yeah but i was coming to liquor to buy liquor you mean you're just gonna give it to yeah, me when i come gonna, in you're just gonna give me
1: a
0: taste yeah we got thing. oh no 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 well, let's talk about the barbecue for a second first of all they give it to you in a paper and then they give you pieces of paper to put it on by the way it's by far the best barbecue i've ever had in my entire life by far which i find it, very- it actually has redefined barbecue for me and i'm not exaggerating no no, no. it's not <laughs> no, an exaggeration i just got
2: back from reno it wasn't it wasn't even uh six months ago And Reno has their annual, like, all the best barbecues all over the country come and meet. And, I mean, just insane barbecue. I had all kinds of amazing bar. This one place that we had in Austin, shit on all those places. I'm like, how was this place... Not a part of that with these crazy trophies.
1: Because I've never got that was the best barbecue. I've, I've
0: never gotten emotional with food, and I ate that bar. <laughs> I'm I ate that barbecue. You know, that like, surprises
1: me actually, because I, I could see you getting emotional.
0: I was eating, you know. and I was just like, "This is not oh, even it didn't yeah, make any yeah. sense at all. Yeah. Uh, it was that fucking good, and then Sardines, we bro. ate so much of it that um I think we ate too much. Like we bought pounds of it, and then each one of us ate probably one and a half pounds of just meat. Yeah, <laughs> straight brisket, yeah, so fucking good. Meat. But then next to it, or I don't know if it was part of the same barbecue place. They had free beer. Yeah. I've never seen free beer anywhere in my life. It's just a great idea. (laughs) It's 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 like,
1: like, yeah, here you go.
0: It's a brilliant idea. And then, yeah, the liquor store thing. uh, You can't buy, apparently you can't buy hard liquor in grocery stores. Yeah, is that a full, is that a Texas wide? There's
1: all these weird like like they're they care about this, but then they don't care about this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like what the fuck? It did not like, make any sense. Like to you me. could get like, kind of like their roads. Like free it be- did not make sense. To and me. then the roads didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was very like, challenging for what sure. The f- that was strange. Like you get on why the freeway, turn here? left.
1: Why, why are these parking lots like have all these weird islands? And they're, I'm
2: like. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was a, that was a little bit different for us. It was for challenging. sure. challenging. Yeah, no, no, very, very, very much so. But, but
0: great town. Yeah, great town. We had a great place. Uh, we got to hang out. Uh, we we hung out at the Honored Academy a little bit. That was great. Yeah, was super,
2: funny. super uh, happy. Cause we you know we leave uh, we leave the booking and stuff all up to Brianna. She just knows like okay these are, these are the amenities we need because and and we've now stayed in like I don't know this is probably the sixth or seventh house or place that we've gone to when we when yeah. we travel and we go out. And it's like, sometimes it's hit and miss because sometimes when you get on a VRBO or whatever, they say, oh yeah, it's like four rooms and then we get there and then the, the fourth room is like a fold-out bed for Doug or whatever, right? So, you <laughs> yeah. know, we've had, we've ran into situations like that. You pull out the ironing board and we like, <laughs> yeah. here you go, Doug. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that we've had, and then there's sometimes too where some of these places- The they crib. D- <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> One time, Doug slept in the crib. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then other times where they take like they, they sometimes these places are like they 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 take the most professional shots. So you're like, damn, this place is awesome. And then you get there, and it's like 400 square feet, and it just the Wi-Fi like, is dog shit. Yeah, yeah. So we've had that experience, and uh, I think uh, she's honed in her skills and put us in like uh, this place was awesome. Like we literally, we had this. Full wraparound balcony outside, which was unfortunate because it was so cold. The first two days, we didn't even use it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were right, we we're right where we wanted to be. We we're literally walking distance uh, from really nice park. we were right down the street from downtown. We were close to the Honed Academy. Uh, all of us had full. I mean, this time Doug had a uh, ninety-inch uh, plasma TV over yeah. his bed, which I think yeah. that was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. everybody had full, like good sized rooms, nice beds. Like the place was pretty tit. So. That was cool. Um, I what'd, liked- you guys,
0: what'd you guys think of the Honed Academy? It's a great looking place. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, it's a lot bigger than you, than you realize, because what you see in the pictures is just, Well, a what gym. would you
2: guess the square footage? I, I yeah, was trying to like guess with Doug, rooms on rooms. Yeah. I was trying to guess with Doug, based off all the gyms that we ran, I would think it, 30? it yeah, 30, yeah, 30,000. That, that was my guess. I was Cause t- if you
0: count the office and all yeah, the, the, I, I guess between th- mm-hmm. I said
2: forty on the high end, I said more than 25. So it was probably around 30,000 square feet in the safe room.
0: You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it was, it was a, it was, it's a uh, great, uh, great environment, great place. Um, good people. We made some good friends over there. Yep. It was, yeah, we had a lot, a lot of fun. We watched that jujitsu tournament. This was the, uh, the one that was hosted by Eddie Bravo Mm. and I love the rules that they had. So so for you jujitsu lovers out there, uh, the rules are EBI rules, I believe is what he said. Um, where for Eddie Bravo, I believe so. Eddie Bravo and invitational rules and, um, it makes the match much more exciting and it's geared towards getting a submission. So it, 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 was, uh, it was interesting to watch. Did you know explain
2: re- him? I know he kind of briefly explained him to us, the difference between the two of those. Like, how does that normally work?
0: Submission only. So there's no there's no points. Uh, so you pass the guard, mount, rear mount, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, submission is the only way to win. If you go a certain amount of time with no submission, then you have to be put, you get to be put in a uh, compromising position. Like you let the guy take your back or put you in an arm bar position and then they have to try and there's a time you have to try to escape or they submit you and then they take that time and then you redo it with the other guy i think and whoever wins that gets more get you know wins the match or something like that so it's always a submission there's always someone's going to get submitted oh wow yeah so good matches a lot of great leg locks uh we got to meet eddie bravo a little bit um at the after party or whatever super cool guy very very nice guy uh was just, you know, he's one of those guys who talked to anybody, it seemed. It was having a good time. We all got to watch UFC together.
2: Any favorite humans yeah. that you guys met at everybody? Anybody who you uh, you liked more than anybody else or that you, it really hit it off? Or maybe that even surprised you? Oh, yeah, like, our,
0: our boy Connor. Yeah, Connor was... Yeah. yeah, our I've, boy Connor's a fucking great kid, man. He's a great kid, smart kid, very grounded for sure. Well, he's he's you know, got a huge future in this industry.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're gonna have him on the show probably really soon. Here, I think we yeah, talked about yeah. having him come out, and uh,
0: he hosted uh, our the, his their their podcast, which is uh, Total Human Optimization. He hosted us uh with you know so we were able to to get on his podcast yeah and they've been doing it for a while him in
1: orlando i guess he hasn't been on a lot of the uh podcast like he just started doing it
0: i think so. that would be his first aired one yeah yeah it
2: hasn't aired yet so
0: well oh, that you guys be cool know.
2: well yeah. we're, we're we're releasing
0: uh aubrey soon right aren't we dropping aubrey soon or the, it'll, tomorrow. It'll, tomorrow tomorrow oh yeah so so we'll be releasing uh the episode with Aubrey marcus where we give him an interview interesting interesting person for sure very very interesting yeah. person i i think i liked him the most i think we you i liked aubrey the most
2: yeah, yeah. I, well I, I like connor a lot too i mean connor and i have been already talking and and, and hit it off for sure but you know aubrey uh he, he, here's how i look like aubrey aubrey surprised me i think to be put in a position like he's in i think to uh there's so much pressure that comes with that i think that none of us in here really know what that's like i think when you get to this, this level of almost like celebrity status where, you know, people are, are constantly wanting your attention, throwing themselves at you all the time, that is such a challenge, I think, for the ego, like how to, how you handle that. And, you know, you're under this microscope because literally thousands and tens of thousands of people are always paying attention to every word you say, how you carry
0: yourself, how you conduct yourself. I, I just think that's such a, it's such bro. It's the most challenging thing with any kind of success is, uh, being able to rein in or control, you know, your ego. Um, it's gotta be the most difficult thing. I mean, you, yeah. you, you, if you look at the problems that all celebrities seem to have, Um, it's all tends to be centered around that. You know what I mean? You look at child celebrities when they, everybody loves them. They're so cute and everything they say is funny. And then all of a sudden they grow up and then they, they don't have that anymore. And and they get, you know, it's like you took something away from them. And, uh, even though they're in a great position, right? Like, Oh, I was a child, you know, celebrity. Now I've got all this money and I should be happy, but it destroys a lot of these people, you know? So that's a, that's a tough, tough position to be put in. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, you know, boo-hoo, you know, you're successful and got all this money and of course there's that side of it too, but it's the, the ego's gotta be the hardest thing to deal with whenever you're successful. Absolutely. You know, bar none. I can't think of anything that would be yeah. more challenging. And
2: and I think to to handle yourself like that and the way he conducted himself and carried himself, I think it was uh pretty impressive to me. You know, I think it's yeah. uh and the, the place is freaking awesome. Just the way yeah. he's designed his his he has great ideas and you know i love i love the branding and all that i
1: mean he's really done a good job with what you know on it has accomplished so far
2: it's and us being guys that have been in gyms our entire life uh, ran them all over the place owned them everything like i mean probably between the three of us we've been in probably thousands i would argue pretty close to a 1000 different gyms right it's like nothing else right mm-hmm. when did you say that like the culture of i mean the 30,000 square feet right when uh, most of the gyms that I ran were between 30 and 60,000 square feet. And the amount of employees, there's 180 employees that were in that place.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that that's counting all the people that have to do the, the shipping and all and that, all that the, warehouse right. stuff because we didn't see that. We wouldn't even take a look at that. But yeah. yeah, I think that counts all of it. You know, that's got to count. Yeah, eight, minus, minus 50
2: of that. I mean, still 100 employees even. 100 employees inside uh, that facility, inside of a gym is just like, is crazy to me. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people uh working, but a lot of things going on. They've got a lot of legs to that business that I think a lot of even, or at least I didn't, I didn't even know about a lot of things that they have going on and they're doing. So it seems like it's growing rapidly. And I hadn't heard of it until Justin mentioned to it. I know we mentioned it on the show, maybe, God, it was probably two years ago when you first first brought them up to me, and that was when I first started looking into them. Yeah. But before that, I hadn't even heard of them, and now it seems like they're just in the, at least in the fitness industry, they're one of the big monsters that are coming up right
0: now.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's been it's fun to watch yeah. them. Yeah, that was cool. We we had some other cool meetings and stuff, and you know met some other good people too. So.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and we hung out with the kettlebell kings yeah. guys. Yeah. Those dudes felt- are fucking
1: awesome, man. Dude. Yeah, uh, other like-minded individuals that really—I you know, really, really like those guys a lot. Yeah, they—they they, they see quality and, and and where to take um, you know like that that specific branch of fitness, like how to how to do it. I think they're doing a really good job.
0: Talk about—I mean—pure being pure with the the whole kettlebell sport and yeah, their exactly. approach and uh, i mean uh, super interested in and that. they brought
1: prod- up the yeah that entire sport like i didn't even know that was a big thing
0: dude uh, and, and their kettlebells are i mean if you've if you're into kettlebells um i i i was not exposed to competition style kettlebells or these types of kettlebells until we got them in our facility but justin had been raving about them up until then i had always used this, the cast iron kettlebells mm-hmm. huge difference Huge difference in the feel, the the way you can place the kettlebell on your arm. The consistency um, is the most important. Consistency,
1: then they yeah they get the same uh, like they they can make sure the quality of like how it's weighed and everything. It, it all stays uh, you know consistent. And then you get that that same feel with each kettlebell, even if it's lighter, you know heavier weight. Like you get that same kind of surface uh, to 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 deal with. Yeah, I didn't important. think
0: that was important until I started using them. It yeah. makes a big difference. So, so. good stuff. <laughs> Fun, Here she man. comes.
2: Oh my god, she's beautiful. So sexy.
0: Is she?
3: <laughs> know, Chimera Quas! Today's Quas is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quack. The eagle has
0: landed. Quee
3: Our first question is from Abby Pastor. Thoughts on foam rolling. Uh, we've mentioned on the show that you are not so keen on it, but it is in the maps programming. So
0: what's <clears throat> going on? Ooh. Foam rolling definitely has a place in your repertoire. I think. Yeah, but let's let's talk about why why did our our
2: tone kind of change with foam rolling? So people understand that because you know you got to remember some people came into uh, episodes pre. You know, and post that like so we've had people that heard us discuss it since the very beginning and they kind of saw the evolution with that for us. But this is to me is one of those things that I pride ourselves on how when new science comes out or something that we've learned uh, that we share it with you guys. And foam rolling was a staple uh, thing that we used in all of our programming all the time with ourselves, with our clients. And we have just found that there, you know, what we were using for it uh, or using it for originally, uh, there's far better things like uh, mobility. And that's what uh, why we kind of pushed foam rolling to the side for a while and really started to put a lot of emphasis on on mobility because we started to see the difference within ourselves and clients like, wow, like really getting people. Uh, mobilize before they go into their sessions is really beneficial, but there still is a really good place.
0: Well, here's the thing: like we talk about this all the time on the show, uh, how you know people will get in their camps and their tribes and will say, "This is the way. This is the only way. This is the best way." You know, these other methods aren't no more value in them. So I'm I'm a kettlebell guy, or I'm a barbell guy, or I'm a bodyweight guy, or I do yoga, or whatever. And what you need to understand is that all these methods, they're, they're popular for a reason. They're popular because they have some benefit. They all have benefit. They all have different benefits and they all have their own strengths and their own weaknesses. And well, foam rolling is one of those things. And we admittedly uh, did, fell into that trap. We admittedly discovered mobility and tension movements and fell into the camp and started to discredit foam rolling. And now we're coming back around because we're understanding that foam rolling has its strengths that uh, mobility and tension movements don't have. It can't. Comp- you now, if you're comparing them head to head, it depends what you're comparing. They're them different. Before. They're different. Because I'll tell you something right now. When I first learned how to foam roll back in the probably early 2000s is when foam rolling really started mm-hmm. coming out. Right? It was a fucking game changer. It was an absolute game changer for me. I, I'll never forget doing it for the first time and immediately noticing a benefit. The problem with foam rolling is foam rolling doesn't necessarily uh, solve the root cause of issues. It is it is a tool that allows you to move better, and and if you use that tool properly and strengthen within certain ranges of motions and combine it with mobility properly, then it's going to be a lot. You're going to be a lot better off. But if you just foam roll, then you'll find yourself stuck in the cycle of always foam rolling the same stuff mm-hmm. over and over again. And that was th- that was why for a second. We kind of moved away from it, but now with the understanding, because we've really come through um, some incredible understandings on how the central nervous system and it, it, how the central nervous system's role in mobility, movement, in uh, you know range of motion, and how important it is in getting you know the types of results that you want. Mm-hmm. Now that we have that understanding, because it's a lot better today than it was even a year ago, we can see how form rolling can work and uh, you know to to and what its benefits are. And in a nutshell, you want optimized central nervous system stimulation. You want your central nervous system to fire in an optimal way. In the we've used words like amp up your CNS and turn on your CNS and make it fire strongly. And that is true, but there's an optimal way to do that because there are moments when your CNS is firing. Too much or too hard or not turning off properly and this, in certain muscles. This and, is
2: where you hear the terms overactive and underactive yes. muscles. So when you've heard this term before, and especially if you're a trainer, you've definitely heard this term, but when someone says a muscle is overactive <laughs> or underactive, this is what Sal's talking about mm-hmm. right now. Yeah,
0: here's a good example. Like if you have really tight neck muscles and you know you're just like, man, my neck is real tight, my shoulder doesn't move well because of it, so I'm going to have a massage therapist smash down on my traps and work on my traps. And, and it feels amazing, right? It feels amazing. And for hours afterwards, you've got better movement in your shoulder. Uh, all of a sudden there's less pain. Yeah. The reason why that happened is you that, pre- the signal, that or- pressure optimized the central nervous system signal to those areas because those areas were in this kind of partial state of tonus, this partial state of flexing or contracting and applying pressure on those got the cns to chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. in that case it's a good thing here's another example redirected
1: it you know like it it, it was so centralized and focused in that area that it it became a problem where it was so tense and it was it was almost painful and so what you know if you use the foam roll for more of that other part of what you're talking about the other part of the central nervous system stimulation to redirect that signal instead of bringing it uh you know so so focused on amping that that specific spot
0: exactly uh here's another great example if you're a competitor in any type of a sport Maybe when you first started competing and you got so amped up to to compete, to play football, to play basketball, to do your jiu match, you're super amped up, you're ready to go, you're amped up for hours before your game or before your match, by the time you get around to hitting that match, you're exhausted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've experienced that, where I hit the mat, and I'm fucking tired, man, and I'm in shape, I'm fitting, but here I am, I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm gassing out because... My CNS was fucking amped too much all the time. Bruce Lee talks about that all the time. I swear to God, we run on like a battery. We do. That's a great, God, that's a great uh, great way to put it. Absolutely. Uh, Bruce Lee talks about this, being loose, but also being turned on at the same time, and then boom, you know, punching with maximum speed and efficiency. It's called optimizing your central nervous system, and foam rolling is a tool that you you can utilize to redirect or direct that CNS signal. So that you you get the adaptation you're looking for, foam rolling is more beneficial after your workout. Your mobility movements, your tension movements, your you know your full range of you know movements, your your uh, your dynamic stretching is very beneficial before your workout. After your workout, foam rolling is very very good at taking those signals and making sure that they're optimized. If I'm working on a particular movement or you know, an area that needs to be turned on. Uh, After my workout, if I foam roll that area, it's going to keep it from getting too uh, turned on. It's going to keep it from getting too tight. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had this happen with clients where I'm working on bringing their shoulder blades back and down. I'm working on retraction and depression because they, they have shoulder problems, for example. And I'll work on that throughout the whole workout. After the workout, instinctually, I would massage those areas with my hands because if I didn't, what would end up happening is the next day or the next couple of days they're like god i'm i'm tight and i and they're too sore and i can't really move well if i don't if i don't address that after the workout then now i'm fighting two things yes i've turned those muscles on and i've gotten those muscle recruitment patterns to change but if they get tight their body's going to compensate and their body's going to move differently now two or three days afterwards. And now I'm fighting that on top of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why foam rolling is so effective. Uh, it's such, such an effective tool for that particular purpose. Well, this And this is what, God, it gets me so excited for Prime,
2: man, yeah. because this is what we have needed for so long is to be able to teach people when you use these tools, how you use those these tools. And how to individualize them. Exactly. And how to individualize them specifically well, you know, for your needs. And where they fit in best. Yes, there is a way. Like... It's, uh, and I don't, and I'm going to take a little knock at, at yoga because I know, we, and I know I'm going to offend some people that are huge yoga fans, but part of why you love yoga, those that are big yoga people are because you're getting bits of this within that. And really what it's about is trying to figure out what exact, why does that feel so amazing? Why does that work so well for you when you go through a yoga class? And that's what Maps Prime was all about is to take people and, and find and teach them how to find these, these specific areas in their body where they need to address and then teach them how to address them correctly with these different types of tools. Because we've got the tools, we've got the science, we've got the knowledge out there. Now it's learning how to, to give uh, people that information and simplify it so they can now apply it to their own bodies.
0: Right. Think about it this way. Think about all these training modalities, all these different techniques. Uh, think of them as tools in your toolbox, Tools are designed specifically for specific purposes. You know, your screwdriver, your hammer, your, your, your whatever, they're used for a particular purpose. If you use them for what they're designed for, you're going to get amazing benefit out of them. If you use them for at the wrong time, you, you might get some benefit. You might get no benefit. You know, foam rolling right before you work out I can see some benefit for specific individuals, but I can see greater benefit with you know targeted mobility and tension before the workout and more benefit with foam rolling post-workout. So foam rolling, definitely something that is important, uh, definitely got lots of benefit. It just needs to be used properly. And uh, our apologies for moving away from foam rolling for a while because yeah. it took us a second to con- come we to, had this to conclusion. It. Yeah. We like, had to come to this conclusion where, where it's best. And placed. in typical mind pump style, we tend to do things uh, opposite of what everybody else does because foam rolling is always what you do at the beginning of your workout. Mm-hmm. But I think if you use it, utilize it this way, you're going to find more benefit.
3: Double X Chris Gray Double X home gym versus big box gym. You Here. know. If you're on a limited budget, what would you choose Uh, for equipment? That's the second part of the
0: question. Oh, so so he wants to know, what what do we prefer? And then if you have a limited budget, what would you put in your home gym? Uh, Comparing home gym versus big box gym. I think we're all different on this one. Dude, hands down for me, if I had a home gym, I would use that one. I would never go to a gym, ever. I love home gym workouts. I have a real strong, nostalgic quality. I first started working out in my backyard when I was a kid with my dad's, you know, bench and adjustable dumbbells and barbells. And uh, I'll, it's just, it's just nostalgic for me. I love it. I don't like being, I like doing my own thing, playing my See, own music. That's what it is though. Cause like, mm-hmm. I
1: feel there's, there's probably two different types of people. There's some people that, you know, thrive off of like the, the social environment. And then there's the people that are just like the self starters that they're going to do something regardless. And I feel like that's, that that type of person will do really well with the home gym. And and I'm, I'm sort of in between the two, but I I really enjoy home workouts, as long as it has the type of equipment that will promote like a good workout. You know, it's not just, if it's just some afterthought, uh, I'm I'm not going to get that great of a workout there versus me going to a gym that has a ton of tools to choose from.
2: Well, I think that and this will be neat because uh, I think I'm definitely the big box guy and I think there's a side of me that's starting to lean more towards the home guy mm-hmm. because now we because ha- I, I kind of consider what we have here like home because we're here 90% of yeah, the time. Yeah, it's ours now. Yeah, it's all ours. We don't share it with anybody else. Mine. So I've been really inv- Mine? Mine? enjoying. Mine? In fact, I think, I, I think I've worked out here more than anybody else. Maybe Doug and I have worked, here the, worked out here the most. Oh, I
1: worked uh, a little bit this morning.
2: Did you? Yeah. Good. But uh, mm. we've been we've been working out here since, since we got some tools in here and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy throwing on my music, being in here by myself. I kick my shoes off, so which most gyms don't allow you to work out barefoot. So I've been working out barefoot a lot here. I like that. Um, I kind of have a. It's changed the flow of my workout. So I have this. uh, Where normally I go in the gym, I have more of a a rigid uh, plan. Where here, I just kind of go with the flow. And oh, I might throw some Turkish get-ups over here, and then oh no, I'm going to go over here and do this. And so it's and and you can because there's no one else that I'm sharing it with. But I will say that there is something for me with the big box gym, and even though, uh, like Justin mentioned, social aspect, but it's not social for me because I actually don't like uh, talking to people while I'm at the. gym. What is it? Just the equipment? Yeah, it's just the it's just the diversity of the equipment. It's the energy of a ton of people working out in there. You know, there's something about that where some I of the yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. It could be that too. <laughs> you know, that, it could be some of that. Uh, but that just that that in, that entire energy inside the gym of just all of these people like going after their goals. Whether they're doing it right or not, it doesn't matter. It's that everybody's in there is working hard towards a, a, even though it's not the same goal, in a sense, it kind of is because they're all in there to better themselves, right? And I just feel like it creates this energy that you just can't duplicate in a a single person setting at your home. And for me, it's very motivating. And I find that it's always been the play. it's always, I've always, no matter what, if I've had the ability to work out at home, I always tend to have a gym membership. So, Right now I'm kind of in this in-between phase. I actually haven't been to a big box gym in almost a month and a half or so. All of my workouts have been inside the Mind Pump headquarters. So, but we also we don't have all the tools that I like. So, I find that like the, I'm my body some of my body parts are lagging a little bit, especially my calves, which are already a hard area for me as it is. I like having a bunch of machines that I can utilize. It doesn't mean that I can't make things happen because I know right away someone here says, oh, you can do this. Yeah, I know I can do all those different things. I think we
0: should start jump roping. Jumping rope, I hate yeah. jump rope. I got I know, one but in
1: here for you guys, yeah. bro.
0: I'm telling you right now, I think you and I both should start jumping rope. I bet you, if that shit make, I bet that's gonna make our calves just. I've never I, seen I anybody jump mean, rope a lot and have small calves.
2: Well, yeah, I, man, maybe you're right, but uh, I I'm, to, yeah, I'd love not a, to see this. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not. I, and I, w- I, had, I had times where I went and like kick like that, where because someone said the exact same thing to me. Some boxer guy told me the same thing. He's like, "Oh, you just got to do this," and I'm like, "All right." So of course, I was like jumping rope for a while. I'm like, "I fucking hate this. I'm like, this is not me." It's just it's not something i enjoy doing so i and i i've seen uh just as much if not way more gains by just having enough tools like at the at golds that i go to has the seated calf raises is a variations of stand up. It has the donkey. It has it has like all the best calf machines you could possibly have, and I really really like that. Yeah. And it's it's simple. Just keep driving the sled, man. Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, driving the sled has been huge for me. I always drive the sled. So yeah. there's all kinds of things that have, have helped out, and it and it keeps uh, keeps them kind of where they're at. But I feel like I've regressed a little bit in certain areas. Um So I, it's a toss up. It really depends. It's, and
0: it's it's really. I'll be honest with you. I don't think. I think the regression is just because you're adjusting. To because the reality is you haven't been as consistent either. We've been super busy with our workouts. That's what it is. Look, I I worked out, I started at my in my garage in my backyard as a kid. Then I got a job, you know, you know, managing health clubs, and so I always worked out in them. And then I owned my own wellness facility and I bought I bought it. I think I was 24. So from 24 up until recently, all I ever did was work out in my own gym, and it was a small wellness facility, and all I had was a cage with barbells. Uh, I had dumbbells, I had some kettlebells and I had a very rudimentary, you know, just a very basic kind of free motion cable machine. And that's all I, all I had for 14 or 12 years or something like that. Like I had nothing else. And I love, I like working on big box gyms because of the novelty. Like I like going to a new gym and trying stuff out. But once I get used to it, I'm like, I'd rather be by myself in my space, doing my own shit, getting creative, playing my own fucking music as loud as I want taking my time or going as fast as I want, throwing chalk everywhere. It doesn't even matter. It's my place, you know, to do what I want to do. I love that. And you don't need... It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate, dude. And if you got a budget, all you need... I mean, honest to God, you can get away with... You can do everything with a squat rack, an adjustable bench, barbells, adjustable barbells, adjustable dumbbells, and some kettlebells. Get some kettlebell kings up in that bitch. You don't need anything else at all. If you want to add one more thing... I would say add uh, uh, just a basic cable machine, but with, even without that, you've got everything you could possibly want uh, that you know you could do everything in that gym you know all you all the body weight movements you want to do, all the barbell movements, the kettlebell movements I mean you're set that's all I did for years. I just love it. I would love to have a gym like in my garage or whatever, just to wake up in the morning, go in my garage, do my thing, don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm considering
2: actually, I, I might do it too, especially now that we're co- connected to so many of these. Uh, put one in your garage? Yeah. No, actually I was going to put one in my my living room because I don't use my- Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you got your quad? Take Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, literally, yeah, I have a quad in my <laughs> living room, so yeah. I could totally sell that and get rid of that and I was thinking about putting like a squat rack in there so I can get under there and get some squats in. Yeah. Uh, mid- to me, that's, I think the ultimate for Me, that's the ultimate convenience. The, the ultimate is to have uh what we have here, to have my gym memberships, and then to have a couple like thi- a, a platform and a squat rack at my house. Like, that would be that's yeah. a dream come true for me, and that will happen. Like, when I when we when we buy our house and uh this whole hopefully this next year, I'll definitely have a room where I have some basic equipment so I have it at my house. We'll always have the stuff that we have at the headquarters here, and I'll keep my membership. I think having that. To me, what I'm, I'm eliminating all the excuses, right? I'm eliminating the like, oh, I don't have time to go to the drive to the gym, or oh, I can't do this. It's like shit. I've got a squat rack and a platform, fucking down in my my garage or down yeah. in this room. I'll go in, and get It's t- waiting for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll just go run in and get ten sets. I can get a twenty minute, very effective workout in. Uh, like, there's that. a lot of appeal, you know. Oh, with that. Sort to me, of- that would be ideal. I mean, yeah. but if you uh, if you had to either either or, it's really the person. Obviously. Getting a gym membership that costs you twenty bucks a month. Oh,
0: it saves you. Yeah, you you ain't gonna make back your money with a home gym unless you do that shit forever. Yeah, because yeah. you'll spend. You're gonna spend. Yeah. You know, even on a budget, you'll probably spend a thousand bucks. Oh, right? at least. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get a gym membership for twenty something bucks a Thousands. month and have access to all kinds of yeah. shit.
2: Yeah, you're gonna spend at least. A th- I mean, unless you get something really cheesy and cheap, which that that to me is where you all It's def- demotivating. Yeah, it is. It's demotivating if you have like you know. I remember the very first little at home gym setup that. I think my parents bought me when I was younger. Did you have the like, cement weights, the plastic ones? And it was just like the, the bench was like one of those benches too. Like as you're pressing it, like, like rocks like, from size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it collapses and folds. It's literally, oh yeah, God. if you're over 200 pounds on it, it sounds like it's going to break. Like you don't want something like that. It's all rickety and if and no. it just feels like you want something that feels solid. You want iron, man. When you're lifting weights like that, you want something that feels solid. And those, that type of equipment is... It's not cheap. I mean, even a squat rack and some basic dumbbells and stuff, you can get up there in a couple thousand, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, you know? yeah for
3: sure. Iron barbell training. In what ways will better foot strength help with major lifts?
2: Oh, wow. Excellent question. Ooh. Well, think about, think about, think, I, I, I think like of it, that question. I think of it like this, like, uh, you know, do you think that lifting weights, it, does you think it helps when you have hands? <laughs> and yeah, what yeah. do you think it would be like without hands? Yeah. Like I know that. you think ex- a
1: grips important? Yeah, like, deadlift. I think
2: yeah. I think that's an extreme analogy. But when you think about it, like that's what your feet represent. It's the connection to the floor for all yeah. for squats and deadlifts well, and all these moves that
0: require you to be connected. Well, I learned this real well when I went and got squat shoes. I got solid squat shoes. And I was able to squat more weight right away yeah. with better form. So what does that tell you? Yeah. That tells you that there's something with something my feet need to be addressed. Something needs to be addressed with my feet because why would I be so much stronger with a slight elevation of my heel and this real solid, rigid, uh, you know, shoe on my foot? Mm-hmm. Even with chucks, if I tighten them up real well, I could find I can squat better or whatever. Yeah. That just tells me that there's something lacking in my foot. So you know, foot strength makes a big difference. I mean, the the muscles. Uh, on the bottom of your feet there's the, an intricate amount of muscles incredible the, amount of muscles it's just
1: a ton of them under there
0: uh the mobility of your toes uh, of your ankle very very important with all of your lifts uh especially if you're standing especially if you're doing standing lifts so i you know unfortunately they don't let you work out you know barefoot anywhere right you can't yeah, really take your shoes that's off. one of the things
2: i was saying why i love our own gym yeah. is i have been i train with no shoes on yeah I've uh, started to make it a habit that when I get here, see, I used to do that with kettlebells
1: all the time. Anyway, like just because it's it has that sort of vibe. um, Anyway, like I I could do it outside, I could do anywhere, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I just started to do that with barbells, and it's like game changer. Yeah, yeah, just because you just feel, you really feel how like every little incremental movement, like it, it's going to affect like how your anchor, your body is, is your feet and and you could feel all those little micro adjustments happening and so just to start being more aware of that and if you guys haven't seen the assessment process that Doctor Brink did with Adam on our, our YouTube yet, be sure to go check that out. It's, it was very enlightening. Uh, he, he, all of us went through that, and he just he he just saw these things right away, and we made these little micro adjustments, and then you know, Adam, you started applying it right away and got like insane amounts of mobility just from working on you know your uh, ankles it, and your feet. Oh,
2: no, it's been it's so, been. This is why I I keep I know I feel like this has been turning yeah, no, into a, like, a big commercial for. A Prime, but I mean, right. fuck, I'm just keeping it real. Like this prime has uh, th- a lot of the elements that are in prime are a lot of uh, how I went after going after my mobility. Like, and a lot of that was influenced from Dr. Brink. I mean, that's, there's a huge reason why, you know, we have now brought him into mind pump headquarters and affiliated ourselves with him because You know, the fact that he made that that large of an impact on all of our lives, it was a no brainer that we had to do something with him and share him with everybody else. Because for as long as we've been doing things, as much information that we've been providing for everybody out there, we meet someone like this that has just like totally changed my life. Like, you know, those that have been following me since the beginning, uh, it's obvious because you've seen my movement and the change, uh, my uh, mobility and stuff. Uh, through everything that I've shared on the Instagram if you're just tuning in right now then you may not know but you know I was a stiff ass bodybuilder you know for two and a half years I was trained almost three years I was training uh, specifically just for aesthetics and I had neglected so many other movements and Although I had this like elite looking looking physique, it wasn't an elite moving physique. Like I had limited range of motion. I was not able to get, you know, much deeper than about 90 degrees once I, and then it was this progression of, you know, working on the hips, then working on the ankles and, and the feet for me. Um, and, I, and I don't know, I would love this would be a great question to ask Brink because he'd probably tell me the opposite. It's just not how it worked out for me where I would have addressed my feet first and then worked up. Yeah. yeah. I actually worked the other way around. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't realize it wasn't until him did I realize that the feet was like the last or was like the the last piece for me. Well, I've I, noticed he does feet
1: up like yes. from when he starts really looking at people's movements and and assessing, especially like on our forum in the squats and all these things. He's like, oh, look at your feet, look look at what's going on here, and like, yeah, we're we're coming from the opposite perspective, and I think that's where we're like, whoa, you could uh, you know address it here. It is. It's. It, I it's think either it, or. I think, I think it
0: think. depends on the person. Yeah. I think honestly. From my experience, working from the, uh, proximal to distal tends to be better. Like if you have an issue you know, with your arm or whatever, we'll start at the shoulder and then move our, 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 our way down. If you're taking a client, you have a customer who comes in uh, and you see hip issues, I tend to want to address those first because once you can strengthen those and adjust and get those where you want them, then you can move on to down to the most atrophied, weak part of most people's body, which is their feet. No, Everybody moves walks around in shoes nobody ever takes their shoes off I mean think about it this way when you're standing and squatting and moving and you've got these shoes especially if they're strong supported shoes or you wear heels or whatever you have basically put your foot in this kind of casted position
2: well just think of it like this imagine if all day long you walked around with snow gloves on your hands And you never took them off. You never took them off even to write, to open the door, to drive your car, to eat dinner, all these little finesse things that require your fingers to articulate and move.
0: Even if you wore wore latex gloves, which which are very thin, just because you're not able to touch and feel things and you're not able to make those neural connections Mm -hmm. from being able to manipulate things. It would it would severely limit uh, your your hand mobility your, yeah. your the intricate the intricacies of the movements the way you can you can take and, and handle things on a fine level it would make things much more difficult. The same thing is true with your feet. But besides that, having real strong grounded feet is going to translate to stronger lifts. Yeah. It just is. So if you but if you go to a gym that doesn't allow you to work out <laughs> barefoot, then uh, I would go with minimal shoes. But Keep in mind. I want to be clear. We got to say this. Uh, it, go easy. Don't uh, don't yeah. jump into the shit right away. Don't go from and,
1: moon shoes to, to yeah barefoot.
0: No, well, and, and you just start pounding. You know, throwing weight on your back. Like yeah. whatever. If you're squatting, and let's say you work out with 200 pounds, and you do that for 10 reps for squats, and you're wearing, you know, pretty supportive shoes, and now you're moving to less supportive shoes. Back off on the weight. Yeah. Don't just do the same weight for the same reps. Go lighter because what's going to happen because the if your feet start to move differently, now they don't have that support so now they have to support themselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As they start to move differently, it's going to th- change your recruitment patterns and your form and so you have to go lighter or you're asking for trouble. You're going to injure yourself. Yeah. And so this is the problem I saw with uh, like barefoot runners, you know, people who all of a sudden We're like, oh, if you run barefoot, it's so much better for you. So then people took their fucking sneakers off (laughs) and just went for it. Oh, shit. Next thing you know, they've got Achilles tendon ruptures and ankle problems and... Hip problems and knee problems. Yeah. It takes time. It's taken me a long time to get used to chucks. Yeah. you know Chuck, you know Chuck Taylor shoes. Now I'm I'm moving to more barefoot stuff here in our facility, and then I walk around more barefoot around at home too and stuff. Just to yeah.
2: Get. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with going the direction that I took, even though I think it's different than how Brink addresses from feet up. Is you're right. I felt like the hips, the hips to me were it was so much more glaring. Like I hadn't even I hadn't even got to a point where I really noticed. My feet off because I could feel in my hips right away. Like I didn't notice that, you know, my ankle will start uh, slightly pronating, but I could feel my hips uh, limiting me from going deeper than ninety. So, and I think they they cause so many more problems uh, other than just like it's stuff going on with your feet. So, you know, once once I addressed that, I got more range of motion, and then that opened up or started to uh, show other. Areas that I need to work on, and I just kept working my way down until eventually I got to the feet. And now this is where I'm at currently is continuing to improve it. And that's why you'll still see, like, you know, I'll post a, a video or an Instagram post every now and then. And I'm still, and I still utilize my shoes and I kind of use those, you know, kind of based how I feel. Like, if I've been doing really good, staying up on my mobility, and I feel strong, I feel connected, I'm able to get really deep and nothing feels off. You know, then I'm going to then I'll then I'll put some weight on me. I'll slowly progress it. Now there's other days where maybe I, or we've been traveling a lot. I haven't been good about my mobility, and then I go in to do like squatting, and I feel like oh shit, like I don't feel as connected. I don't feel as opened up. Like this, is, I'm going to use this right now because just because I want to be safe. Or I decided I'm going to put a weight on my back that I haven't put on my back in a couple months. I'm going to use maybe a crutch like that when I start to get up to that high weight, just for safety reasons, not because I can't do it barefoot. I mean, I could definitely do it barefoot, but I also will notice that if there's things that are starting to uh, pronate or roll out or, you know, I'm not getting good hip extension, whatever it may be, if I notice that it's, I'm not dialed in perfectly challenging myself on weight and mobility at their extremes, I don't think is smart. And I think that...
0: No, it's a, it's a, it's a sliding, it's a step by step by step process. Take your time. Get used to working out without so many crutches, one step at a time. I mean, I, I removed the belt and I rem- removed squat shoes about uh, six months ago. I re- well, first I removed the belt, uh, no squat shoes first, then the belt. I haven't w- worn a belt in a workout in at least six or seven months, and it's taken me that long to be able to squat three hundred pounds without a belt. All of a sudden, like I, I didn't, I, I went way down on the weight, yeah. and now I can squat over three hundred pounds again without the belt. But I let myself you know, it took my time to get to that point. Cause I for sure would have hurt myself had I just, you know, used the same way and just gone for it. Cause you gotta, you gotta change the recruitment patterns. You gotta yeah. be able to train without that stuff. And well, it takes time.
2: I, I, you know, I suggested to people a while back that you just with the whole, and it started when we went and saw Ben Greenfield and I had already seen Brink and I knew that I had, I needed to address my feet. And I, I literally just started with making a routine that I, I just take my shoe and I, I used my walking the dogs cause it was just, it was already a routine that I had there where I was walking the dogs around the corner Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm I'm on the sidewalk. It's not a big deal. Like it's not like there's a bunch of shit out there. I can't like walking through like the forest like Justin is when he probably <laughs> yeah. walks his dog. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kick my shoes off and I'm gonna do that it walk. It sucks when you step in shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
3: <laughs> and, and then, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna squishy. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna walk barefoot. You know, that's a little it's that's a little fifteen, you know, 15, 20 minute walk that I do with my dogs every single day. And now I'm gonna start doing it barefoot. And then from there, I've just, it, then I progressed to starting to kick it off every time we come to mind pump headquarters and, you know, starting to do some more of my exercise that way. So, you know, that's how you do it. If you're never doing it right now and all of a sudden you hear like, Oh, we're telling you that absolutely it's important. No, just start with baby steps, start make incorporating that or start being aware that, wow, I don't really take my shoes that often. Well, start taking your yeah, shoes take off. your
1: shoes off, walk around your house. And, and another thing I've done, like just. Manipulating your toes, like like spreading them apart, moving them up and down, like the more communication I can establish, and the need for uh, activating uh, my toes and and moving my f- my feet in a specific way, and getting that ankle to respond, like that that kind of stuff is just stimulus that that promotes a better connectivity overall. Absolutely,
3: Austin Jones, fifty five. What are the different benefits from doing a dumbbell press one arm? At a time, as opposed to doing both arms at the same time.
0: The, did we post our video on this subject yet? Uh, I'll put it up today. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we did a whole video on this, and you'll be able to find it. Did we, we do our one YouTube. on unilateral? We, we did
2: unilateral, bilateral <laughs> stuff.
0: Do we? Do we? I feel like Adam's going through puberty again. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: we did. We did a video oh, on it, but we haven't aired it
2: yet. We oh shit! I don't yet. even remember us going over that. Yeah. And, what was? What do we title it? What was it called? Uh, do you remember, Doug?
3: uh unilateral univer- versus bilateral or something to that unilateral apply. versus it hasn't bilater- been titled yet.
0: Unilateral
1: honestly. versus bisexual. Are you lun- unilaterally sexual? I don't even yeah. remember doing yeah. that.
0: It's a, it'll be on MPTV. We'll be posting it uh tonight. Tonight. So so there's a definitely benefits to doing both. Uh and so you should do both. When you do one-arm movements, you are stabilizing differently, mm. uh, especially on the opposing side of your body because you're, you're not balanced the same, right? If I'm lifting a barbell above my head or, a head or two dumbbells above my head, I'm lifting, let's say, 50 pounds in each hand, I'm pretty balanced. If I lift 50 pounds with one hand, now I'm having to stabilize on the other side of my body to be able to do this one-arm movement. You're also able to focus on that one side of your body much more than when doing two exercises, and it makes... Imbalances between right and left far more glaring, glaring yeah, you, much you, much you more. See it, yes. I, I feel like that's like the the
1: biggest benefit is really to just take the time out to um, address the quality and and see how either side is responding, and then and then just taking the time to now, okay, well, let's work on this. Let's let's train this to respond, you know, more appropriately. And and, and it does. It takes a while for you to establish that. So that's where you may see that, oh, I need to emphasize unilateral training a little bit more here because there's such a glaring difference. So that's
2: where I would see to apply it. There's a ton of benefits to unilateral stuff, a ton of benefits. In fact, I um, I mean, I think it's safer right away. I mean, when you talk about uh, then, like you doing an overhead press, right? I mean, doing a, a single dumbbell or single kettlebell overhead press versus a barbell, there is a lot less room for, uh, air, it's less dangerous because you're not carrying. Heavy. It's gonna be lighter weight. Um, you can really point out uh, which side has all these imbalances. I mean, unilateral. I actually train a lot. I used to train a lot like that. In um, fact, I didn't do. I started doing more barbell stuff when we got together, and because I was so not focused on my strength goals and moving up weight. I was more uh, about how I moved and staying balanced and symmetrical. So I like it for, I trained a lot that this way just for symmetry uh, reasons because it would always show me like, oh wow, this side is just, Totally not caught up. When you're doing a machine or you're doing a barbell movement, sometimes it's really hard to tell that there's a major imbalance on one side or the other, unless you're really connected and aware of your body. Like, if you're really connected and aware, you can feel like when you do that barbell press, whether it be a chest press, overhead, row, anything, right? If you do that barbell movement, you can tell if like one side is. You know retracting or pressing more but than,
0: even usually at that point it's pretty bad though you know what i mean like once you start to see on the barbell start to move differently yeah it's it's like okay you've gone now there's a pretty big fucking imbalance well
2: and, and some people can't even really uh see it that much like just the other day we were just uh chest pressing and i had asked sal if you know hey is it your i can not remember what side i asked him when he was doing it but i asked him what side his his surgery and all his issues were you can see it on my left yeah you can you can see that the the barbell when he moves it just is just slightly off and the average person when look at his form and be like, Oh my god, it's perfect. But you know, I can see it and I'm sure he can feel or tell a difference just that slight bit. So when when you feel that or you can and sometimes you can't you know, it really will uh, present itself when you start doing these unilateral movements, because you'll do one side and it'll be really easy for you to do. And your form is all tight and perfect. Then you do the other and you're like, Oh, you're a little all over the place. And you can't, you can't, you can feel you having to stabilize more and it just doesn't feel the same. And
0: here's something else from a performance standpoint. If you're stagnant in a particular barbell lift, let's say your bench press uh, is stagnant and you want to get the weight up or your deadlift is stagnant. and You want to get the weight up. One technique that's extremely effective is to get stronger and focus on the unilateral version of that exercise. So, if my deadlift is stuck at 500 pounds, if I place some emphasis on doing single leg deadlifts and getting stronger at that, once I go back to my traditional barbell, uh, my traditional both hand on the barbell or and both feet on the floor, you know, version of a deadlift, I'll notice strength gains. One of the reasons for that is if you don't ever do. You know unilateral versions of these exercises. The strength gains you'll get from doing them just because you're not used to them, just because the central nervous system starts to adapt, is huge. Like if I go if I go deadlift 500 pounds, always traditional, and I go do a one legged deadlift, I'm not going to be very good at it. If I practice it even the, even over the course of two or three weeks, just because it's a new movement, I haven't done it, I'm going to see these huge strength gains. You can't tell me if I don't if I add 50 pounds to my one legged deadlift, which Will happen if you never do it. If you never do it, and you start practicing, you'll see huge strength gains right off the bat. You can't tell me that that's not going to help it's me not break through.
1: Bleed into the yeah your regular deadlifts for sure.
0: Huge. Uh, you'll notice with with bench press, with overhead, you know, shoulder press, with rows, with you know, most things. If you do, if you start to incorporate some of those unilateral versions of those exercises, you'll see your strength gains will go up quite a bit. So from just from a pure, you know, forget the aesthetics, from a pure performance mm-hmm. standpoint. You'll see a pretty big difference. Well,
2: this is a lot of why, too. If you ever catch me on like a hammer strength uh, machine, on a leg press, any machine where they have like independent arms or it allows me to to use it unilaterally, I will almost always because I'm already doing an isolation movement that I'm not getting huge strength benefits from it. So I don't really care about how much weight I'm pressing up on it. So, like, when I get under a leg press, like, that's why I always laugh at the guys that stack 10, 15, 20 pounds on there because it's like, it's it's a leg press, you know. what I'm saying yeah. it's already like this small little isolation movement. I'm not going to get the benefits that I would from a squat. That's where I want to push my weight, right? So if I'm going to if I'm doing this for mm-hmm. you know I, uh, an isolation type purpose, why don't I really isolate? I is- isolate one side and really try and put emphasis on that one side and work on the mechanics of it as best I possibly can in this little isolated machine. And the same goes for like a you know preacher curl on a machine or a hammer strength chest press. Like you catch me on those a lot of times. You're going to see me doing it uh, single arm like our one leg like i'm going to be doing unilateral movements on there because then i i'm really not looking for big strength gains out of that machine as it is i'm looking more at connectivity i'm looking at form and so why not start to uh do more of those unilateral movements like that so i'm huge on that now even comparing that to kettlebells and dumbbells it's still those are going to trump all of it, but if I'm gonna, you're going to find me on a machine. It's rare you're going to find me with both hands or both feet uh, utilizing that machine because I feel like I get at least a little bit more benefit by going unilateral. And yeah, focusing and, on and I
1: mean, like sports training in general tends to utilize unilateral training a lot because you know you're overcoming a lot of different forces, and and for me to stabilize opposing forces, it, that's like everything in how I react and respond, and I'm balanced. Uh, that's a big component for, um, you know, being able to perform and overcome, uh, a lot of different forces that are coming at you. So, um, you know, I tend to, I tend to load my body, you know, laterally a lot of times, even going through like basic like drills and, and, and things as far as like sports drills are concerned, because you, you want to always be able to kind of overcome, um, you know, forces that are that are that are pressing upon you.
2: Yeah,
0: right. So. I mean, think of the coordination <clears throat> benefits. The from coordination. Doing
2: it. Yeah. Well, you how? Know. do you, And oh, sorry. Another another good way to to implement it into your program is, you know, I kind of intermittently put those movements in there, like maybe after I had like a really. Like heavy, hard, like barbell day, you know, and I, and so my body, my central nervous system's a little tapped already as it is. And my, my muscles may be a little bit sore than usual. And it's like, Hey, today, you know, I'm going to really just, I'm going to work on my movement. You know, I'm going to really work on how my body is connected and working together. And this would be a great day to do some unilateral type movements. And I might replace all the movements that I normally would have done with a barbell or whatever. Now, now today I'm going to do all unilateral. So that's kind of how I intermittently put it in there or program it into our already programs that we use.
0: Excellent. If you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, do not forget to check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. And again, our YouTube channel is MPTV. That's where you'll find the video on uh, unilateral training. Mind Pump TV.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic,